famo it's the boy crippy and it's another episode of the money and bits podcast news and stories today a little bit of the crypto updates for the week or at least for today friday i hope everyone is fine i had a little session quite recently on cbdc's and i think that to be quite fair i will drop another cbdc part 2 to explain a few things to the famo for those who know and for those who don't know and for those who know to gain more knowledge and for those who don't know to learn something new yes famo it's a friday and it's a little bit what can i say it's a little bit nice outside today i see the sun was poking out we had some rains but all in all good weather for a friday and yeah famo i'm going to get into the prices right away i want to try to make this one as uh, brief as possible time is of the essence i do have a few stories and so we have btc trading at 27836.12 within the last 7 days bitcoin has been up 10.5% that's a massive gain famo well even though we see that we're at 27000 we had touched the 28s btc on the rise regardless of what's happening out there in the uh in the industry as we've seen lately we have ethereum trading at 1751.78 within the last 7 days up 4.3% we have tether trading at $1 steady as tether goes as a stable coin then we have binance in number 4 Ex- exchange trade to- token well it's at 320.48 an exchange token sorry then we have usd coin trading at $1 in number 5 and then we have XRP in 6th place at 42 cents perhaps they're waiting on that case with the SEC so that XRP can boom up well for those who have XRP wonderful i hope you also purchase some bitcoin if it doesn't go well for XRP then it doesn't go well for the entire market so i'm hoping it goes well for XRP In number 7 we have Cardano trading at 36 cents. Uh, and XRP was up 15.9% famo. Sorry to say I didn't say that within the last 7 days. Then we have Cardano up 11.4% within the last 7 days as well and trading at 36 cents. Then we have Dogecoin trading at 7 cents, up 1.6%. Woof. Lido staked Ether in number 9, the 9th place, 1744.90, up 4.1%, and Polygon Matic, 109.09, down 5.7%. Yeah, famo. Into the news today. Um I have a story on Jamie Diamond. quite recent well this was old i i i brought that up so that i could bring up another story jamie diamond mocks crypto says it's a pet rock yeah this guy has never liked crypto and he's the top banking man in the usa at least one of the top guys crypto is not the answer to current monetary system this is what jamie diamond had to say and 
on Squawk Box. He told CNBC, um, he, on CNBC's Squawk Box, it's a hyped up fraud. He also called it a pet rock during the interview. Interesting that he said that, a pet rock. I have a story about Jamie Dimon today. And this is, uh, let's see when, March 21st. That's quite recent. JP Morgan Chase thought it had 1.3 million of nickel, but they were all bags of stones. Famo, you heard that? The man who called Bitcoin a pet rock was defrauded. They bought, they thought they had nickel, but it was all bags of stones. Which reminds me back in the day in Brooklyn, one of my uncles purchased a large television. I'm talking back in the day, famo, from this um, guy on the streets on drugs. You know what I mean? TV looked brand new, nothing rattling in it. And my uncle's a streets guy. So he thought he bought, he got himself a deal. It never turned on. We opened it up. There was a big concrete block inside there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, he got... Yeah, he got gypped, my uncle did. Anyway, J.P. Morgan Chase kept bags of stones in a warehouse thinking they were nickel. The discrepancy was discovered by the London, the London Metals Exchange last week. Okay, let's read this. J.P. Morgan Chase received a bag of stones instead of the nickel it ordered. In a surprising mix-up last week at a warehouse in Rotterdam, a Dutch port city. Yeah, that's what you get for calling Bitcoin a rock. You get rocks. You do. It, it isn't clear if this, if, if this is due to an accident, theft or fraud. Well, he, they get taken too, man. You know, they get taken too. The case which was discovered by the London Metals Exchange last week highlighted the risk of commodity trading. But it isn't actually the first time a cargo handler's had such a rude surprise. Swiss trader Mercuria Energy ran into a similar situation as it received spray-painted rocks instead of the 36 million worth of copper it had ordered, Bloomberg reported in March 2021. Mercuria filed a report for theft and fraud. Well, just to start the show, famo, you know what I mean. You called, you called Bitcoin a pet rock, you get rocks. That's all. So, moving on to the next story. In the news today, Pete, economist Peter Schiff warns, let's read this, warns inflation about to get, quote, a whole lot worse. Americans' cost of living to go way up. Citing that the Fed Reserve is financing a massive bailout for banks, he stressed this is going to cost Americans a lot of money. Quoting him here, it's because of the government that Silicon Valley Bank was in the position that it was. This is economist Peter Schiff. He's telling the truth. The reason it owned so many long-term low-yielding U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities was because the Fed kept interest rates at zero for so long. So, the Fed's balance sheet is going to go up, the money supply is going to go up, and that means consumer prices are going to go way up up. Their cost of living is going to go way up. If you thought inflation was bad last year, it's about to get a whole lot worse. This was Peter Schiff 
the Fed, the Fed Reserve raised interest rates by 25 basis points this week. However, Schiff previously said that the future rate hikes are now, now pointless because any effect will be more than offset by the Fed's quantitative easing, or QE for short. Yeah, famo, the SEC is in a pickle. Crypto's tricky trio stirs up trouble in 2023. 2023 is shaping up to be a painful year for the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as it finds itself entangled in battles with the ever-evolving and innovative cryptocurrency industry, from Ripple to Coinbase and Tron, which, yeah, they served Wells notices to Tron, Justin Sun, and Coinbase. They've been, I tell you, man, the, the SEC has been on a roll. And we know that they, they are waiting hand and foot for to see what the outcome of the case with Ripple will be. I tell you what, they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at everyone else. And I think that the SEC is just throwing mud at the wall to see if it sticks. But guess what? If it goes bad for XRP, it's going to go bad for everyone else. But if it doesn't go bad for XRP. It's going to go bad for the SEC and Mr. Gensler is going to find himself in, a, in the hot seat and everyone else will find will think that they have a loophole now to go after the SEC or they will be able to defend themselves accordingly. Yes, the SEC's ongoing legal battle with Ripple Labs is a high-stakes gamble with serious consequences that may soon come to an end. The case is being heard in the Southern District of New York and if the judge decides to rule in favor of Ripple, even partially, by determining that the company did not violate securities law, the SEC will suffer a major setback. Right? A ruling in Ripple's favor would not only damage the SEC's credibility, but also set a precedent for future cryptocurrency cases. It could embolden other cryptocurrency companies to challenge the SEC's authority undermining its ability to regulate the industry effectively. With so much at stake, the Ripple case is undoubtedly causing some sleepless nights for the SEC. Kudos to Ripple for hiring Mary Jo White, ex-SEC chairwoman. So the SEC, has, they had sued crypto's most eccentric billionaire, which is um, Justin Tron, founder of Tron. Then... They, they had a potential enforcement action on by serving a Wells notice against Coinbase quite recently. The good news is that for crypto is that Coinbase's CEO, Brad Armstrong, is willing to, to, to battle his new foe, stating that the SEC has not been fair, reasonable, or even demonstrated a seriousness of purpose when engaging with digital assets. If the SEC goes after Coinbase, it could face a long legal battle with the potential to further damage its reputation. And continuing on with the SEC, Sushi Swap, subpoenaed by SEC, proposes legal defense fund to, to Sushi Dow. This was March 20, 21st, a couple of days ago. Sushi, maker of the Ethereum based decentralized exchange Sushi Swap, disclosed on Tuesday past, it had received a subpoena from the Securities and Exchange Commission, signaling it could soon be subject to regulatory enforcement action. The organization's disclosure came in the form of a proposal submitted to the Sushi Dow 
for the establishment of a legal defense fund to cover potential legal costs. Sushi and head chef Jared Gray were recently served with, a S, with an SEC subpoena, the proposal stated. We're cooperating with the SEC. Sushi Swap's sushi token fell 5% after the disclosure, falling as low as $1.14 from $1.22 or $1.22 in just an hour, according to CoinGecko. The subpoena represents just the latest in a string of SEC enforcement actions that include filing, fining cryptocurrency exchange Kraken over its staking product and suing Terraform Labs founder and CEO Do Kwan for alleged securities fraud. As of Monday, the, secure, the SEC had yet to announce it delivered a subpoena to, to Gray or Sushi. I do have a story on Justin, on Justin Tron, who was arrested, by the way. Continuing on with the SEC, the SEC urges investors to be cautious with crypto securities. Thank you. I appreciate your well-meaning comments. I think I can do well for myself. I've been doing that for a little time now. Yes, famo. Where are we with this story? Excuse me, famo. I just, oh, the story just popped off my screen. Let's move on to the next one. Arc invest with Kathy Woods uses Wells dip to stock up again on Coinbase shares two days after selling. Well, that just because of the Wells notice that was served by the SEC. So right away, the stock fell and Kathy Woods and ARK Invest scooped in to buy up some more. Coinbase shares tumbled 16% Thursday after the company disclosed late Wednesday it had received a Wells notice from the SEC. Ark Invest bought shares of Coinbase low and sold it high this week. Well, she made some money. On Tuesday, Kathy Wood's fund sold 160,887 shares of Coinbase for $13.5 million when the stock was approximately $83 a share. Just over 48 hours later, Ark bought the dip and purchased 268,928 shares of coin as the stock fell and closed Thursday in, in the U.S. at $66.30. According to an email sent out Thursday night U.S. time, 230,599 of those shares went to ARK Innovation ETF, while 38,329 of these shares went to the ARK Next Generation Internet ETF. Our next story here. Bank profits at risk from potential CBDC transformation of global economy. Moody's CBDCs are here to stay in tune with my little um, podcast recently on CBDCs. It seems that Moody's is looking at the implications for the global economy and international banking. Emerging central bank digital currency cross-border transaction technology could transform the global economy by providing faster, cheaper, and safer services for many of its players. But banks may not fare as well in that new economy, 
Moody's Investor Service said in a report dated March 21st. Many proposals for the domestic use of CBDCs foresee a crucial intermediate in, excuse me, fam, I don't want to bite my tongue, intermediating role for banks in their operations. But cross-border CBDC transactions would depend on entirely new infrastructure that would reduce the role of banks more severely. Moody's pointed out, banks would see benefits from the new technology too. Settlement risk could be reduced or, or eliminated. Some of the same innovations would also reduce banks' profits from payments, correspondence services, and likely also from foreign exchange transactions. The role of correspondent banks could be eliminated entirely. Wow, that is, well, FAMO. In a CBDC-driven economy, banks may well need to redesign their operations. They may be obliged to join new networks and create the infrastructure necessary to support CBDC interoperability at scale, which will impose a burden on resources in the short term. Yes, FAMO. Speaking of CBDCs, we have a U.S. Senator who's introducing a bill to ban direct-to-consumer central bank digital currency, or CBDC. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz has introduced legislation to prohibit the Federal Reserve from developing a direct-to-consumer central bank digital currency. The lawmaker warned that it could, quote, it, quote, could be used as a financial surveillance tool by the federal government. Another senator stressed, the American people ought to be able to spend their money how they choose without the possibility that every transaction could be tracked by the government. According to Ted Cruz, CBDCs that fail to adhere to these three basic principles could enable an, an entity like the Federal Reserve to mobilize itself into a retail bank, collect personally identifiable information on users, and track their transactions indefinitely. I will have to backtrack here, famo. I skipped something. Let's read this. Senator Ted Cruz announced Tuesday that he has introduced legislation to prohibit the Federal Reserve from developing a direct-to-consumer central bank digital currency, which can be used as a financial surveillance tool. The bill, co-sponsored by Senators Braun and Grassley, was first introduced in March of last year. The, the announcement highlights the importance of ensuring that the U.S. digital currency policy protects, protects financial privacy maintains the dollar's dominance, and cultivates innovation. So those are the three that we were talking about. According to, he also cautioned, the federal government has no authority to unilaterally establish a central bank currency, adding, we should be empowering entrepreneurs, enabling innovation, and increasing individual freedom, not stifling it. Good man. Good man. And in some overseas news, the Nigerian digital currency transactions up 63%, says Central Bank boss. Okay. Well, 
According to the Nigerian Central Bank Governor, Central Bank Digital Currency or e-Naira transactions have gone up 63% to 47.7 million. While the number of downloaded wallets since October 2022 is around 13 million, the governor attributed the rise in the value of CBDC transactions to the Nigerian government's use of the e-Naira when transferring social welfare funds to marginalized groups. I wonder if they just force that on the people. Let's see, let's read on here. I'm going to read this, famo, because um, it seems a little bit nefarious right here. The value of Nigeria central bank digital currency transactions surged, as we said, to 63% to 47.7 million. Now, and um, so the governor, while addressing local journalists on March 21st, Governor Godwin Emifiele also revealed that the currency in circulation dropped from over 6.9 billion, as seen in September 22, to around 2.2 billion. As previously reported on Bitcoin.com news, the drop in the value of circulating Naira banknotes has been attributed to the Central Bank of Nigeria's botched demonetization policy. After announcing its plan to circulate newly designed banknotes, the central bank gave Nigerian residents a few months to return all 200, 500, and 1,000 Naira banknotes. The perceived short repatriation period and the CBN's failure to provide adequate banknotes for the new designed, the newly designed Naira sparked violent protests and pleas for an extension. However, the, the Nigerian Supreme Court ruled against this demonetization process. So they're saying that the e-Naira has emerged as the electronic payment channel of choice for financial inclusion and executing social interventions. Well, FAMO, what we have here, and he said marginalized, well, the government is going to do whatever it takes to have their CBDC in operation. They will pull, they will definitely pull out, take the regular notes out of circulation while going to everyone else and offering them up an e-wallet and the CBDC and people will have to use the money. You know, if in, in any case, people will definitely take the money in whichever form that it comes as long as they can transact. It's just a matter of convincing the poor people and people in the villages and people who've not really used that type of technology, just convincing them how it works, teaching them how it works. And I'm pretty sure that there has to be a drive for education with those as well. But we do know that cash is king up until this point. Yes, and so we have another story here. The surgical removal of crypto will only weaken the USD dominance or the US dollar dominance, the commentators say. A day after Coinbase received a Wells notice from the Securities and Exchange Commission, industry commentators weighed in on what recent regulatory actions meant for America's crypto future. The United States crackdown on cryptocurrencies and crypto firms will only serve to stifle crypto-related innovation and weaken the, in weaken the country industry pundits say in the wake of Coinbase's recent Wells notice from the SEC Commission, or well, the SEC. 
On March 22, the crypto exchange became the latest crypto firm to receive a legal threat, a Wells notice, just a month after stablecoin issuer Paxos received its own in February. Some suggest there could be more to come. Matty Greenspan, the chief of crypto research firm Quantum Economics, said he believes the U.S. regulators have been unfriendly to crypto since the beginning. The recent collapse of crypto and startup-friendly banks, including Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, have been viewed by some as being a part of a scheme by regulators to unbank the crypto sector, dubbed Operation Choke Point 2.0. There was an Operation Choke Point in the, uh, within the Obama administration. Uh, we might get to that in another podcast. Meanwhile, a March 20th economic report from the White House turned into a scathing review of the merits of crypto assets, with the paper spending almost an entire chapter debunking crypto's touted benefits. Greenspan told Cointelegraph that the rumored action could be underway as crypto is seen as, quote, a threat to the US dollar's dominance in global trade, a significant and long-standing benefit to the US. Reading here, Do Kwan, founder of Terra Luna, arrested in Montenegro, says country's minister of the interior. South Korean authorities had pre- previously issued Terra's co-founder, co-founder and CEO Do Kwan, an, award, an, an arrest warrant last September. Do Kwan, my man, Terraform Labs co-founder and CEO. Do Kwan was reportedly arrested Thursday at an airport in Montenegro's capital city of Podgorica. Podgorica, sorry, according to the country's Minister of Interior, Philip Adjik. Montenegrin police have detained a person suspected of being one of the most wanted fugitives. South Korean citizen Do Kwan, co-founder and CEO of Singapore-based Terraform Labs, he said. Those authorities are still confirming that the individual arrested is Kwan based on the claim that the person was in possession of falsified documents when detained. The arrest comes almost a year after the collapse of of the terror ecosystem last May, an event that thrust the digital asset industry firmly into crypto winter and contributed to the failure of several firms like the crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital. Well, those guys were well bent in into other things and not just not just terror only, but they were doing dirty work as well. So just don't blame terror. They had their hands dirty just as well. You know what I mean, famo? I myself used terror to do my transactions. It was a stable coin of choice. I didn't really use USDC or Tether. I had myself involved using Terra as a stablecoin to transact my business in crypto. And it, it, it went belly up. You know, even the best investors out there get caught. Everyone is using what they think to be the best possible thing, even doing their research at the time. And how many times have you heard that um, great deep sea divers go belly up? They, they, they drown doing their work. So it happens, you know, 
No one would think that a stable coin would go belly up, but here we see quite recently, those stable coins that were recent, quite recently, they were depegged because of the whole banking um, debacle, let's just say, that, that just happened recently. And you had USDC depegging from $1 going down to $0.87. Cents. Had I a good amount of money, I, should, I would have bought the dip on that stable coin and made myself $13.00. 13 cents on every every little every little thing you know what i mean famo but i don't i don't really trade famo well you know people do that and uh, if you can trade and you're worth your salt you can make a lot of money but if you trade and um, you get taken by the market you lose everything that you have so i don't gamble except every now and then i might throw something at the wall some mud at the wall, see if it sticks, that kind of stuff. Yes, FAMO. South Korean authorities issued an arrest warrant for Mr. Kwan last September, months after his home was raided as a part of a criminal probe in, into the collapse of the terror ecosystem. But mind you, family, while terror was up and running and everything was good, he was the poster boy for these very same South Korean authorities. They didn't trouble him. He was shaking hands with every, everybody. They were proud of this man that was taking South Korea into the digital age. But as we see with most things, everybody wants to be part of a good thing. But when it goes bad, everybody blaming someone else. They don't want to play a part in the bad. Not at all. Not at all. Yes, family. I have one more story here. Texas lawmaker launches resolution to protect Bitcoin investors and support the BTC economy. A legislative proposal has been introduced to support the Bitcoin economy in the state of Texas. The individuals who own Bitcoin should be protected under the Texas Constitution. You know what? Maybe I need to move to Texas, man. The proposal describes... No citizen of Texas shall ever be deprived of their right to own Bitcoin and all that on, and that all Bitcoin owners will be protected as they enjoy all the privileges associated with the cryptocurrency. Texas is the place. Yes, um, let's read on. The resolution reads. Uh, let's, let's read from here, family. Resolution for support of a Bitcoin economy. A legislative proposal called House Concurrent Resolution 89 or HCR 89, which expresses support for the Bitcoin economy in Texas, was introduced in the state's House of Representatives on Monday by Representative Cody Harris. And you know, Texans are always big on their freedoms. Let me tell you something about Texans, man. They fly their flags. They bust their guns. They do their thing. Concurrent resolutions require the approval of both the House and the Senate in the state, but do not have the force of law. And my family, when I say they bust their guns, I'm not saying they do that at other people, but that's, that's just something that I'm saying. They, they value their freedom to live and be free. And it's a mentality of a Texan. If you've ever met one, they have a strong, strong mentality. Yes, the resolution reads, the individuals who own Bitcoin should be protected under the Section 9 Article 1, Texas Constitution, which states that, quote, the people shall be secure in their persons, houses, 
papers and possessions from all unreasonable seizures or searches. This right also extends to digital possessions such as cryptocurrencies. Moreover, the resolution not only aims to obtain backing from the state legislature to protect individuals who code or develop on the Bitcoin network, but also welcomes Bitcoin miners, quote, to seek out any forms of energy to help secure the Bitcoin network in the state of Texas. The resolution adds, individuals who mine Bitcoin in Texas will never be inhibited by any law or resolution that restricts the practice of securing the Bitcoin network for the safety of the virtual currency. Why isn't it so in the northern states? Furthermore, the resolution states, No citizen of Texas shall ever be deprived of their right to own Bitcoin, and that all Bitcoin owners will be protected as they enjoy all the privileges associated with the cryptocurrency, including the immunity afforded by censorship-resistant spending of Bitcoin and the ability to store Bitcoin in an unhosted wallet without undue interference from any state agency. Wow. Wouldn't you just love to move to Texas? Family, I'm having thoughts right now. And, you know, if the famo will give me... I just have... Well, oh, I didn't get this story out there. Um, if the family gives me one minute, I will... get this last story and read that. Yes, famo, last story. Banking crisis in US likely to push crypto firms offshore. And I think I even saw that Coinbase is trying to move and get their businesses elsewhere. Switzerland, Liechtenstein, and Ireland jurisdictions are among the potential benefactors of the trend. U.S. crypto firms are looking for bank accounts offshore following the collapse of the last three banks. Signum in Switzerland Bank and Bank Fricht in Liechtenstein told Coindesk they have seen an, an increase in requests to open accounts in the past few days. From various jurisdictions, including the U.S., meanwhile, Swiss bank SIBA said it has already started onboarding crypto clients that have recently shown interest. On the retail side, Gibraltar's Zappo Bank has also seen increased demand for new accounts in the past few days and is adding GBP payment services with USDC options likely start USDC options likely starting later this week. Industry sources have also pointed to FV Bank of Puerto Rico, Jewel Bank in Bermuda, and Tether and FTX tied Deltec in the Bahamas as options for U.S. dollar-based banking. A list sent out to some companies in the digital currency group Umbrella, which includes Coindesk, also identified Equibank in Dominica. Wow, Dominica. This, these banks didn't respond to Coindesk's requests for comment. Last week, or well, that this story is a little bit old, but last week, that at that time, 
three of crypto's preferred banks in the U.S. became effectively defunct. And we know the banks that were all messed up as a, as a result. Europe's relative reg regulatory clarity could prove an asset, in, particularly as the U.S. lacks a regulatory framework. Plus, the trust of many crypto insiders in the U.S. authorities has been shaken. Yes, of course, the trust has been shaken. Reported claims that the closure of Signature Bank was part of a larger campaign against the crypto industry has raised concerns among industry participants. There is a very real risk, a quote here, there is a very real risk that more crypto companies will move offshore, particularly with regulatory frameworks being proposed in the UK. The European Union said Dave Weisberg, a CEO and co-founder of algorithmic trading platform Coin Routes. Yes, famo. Today, this was just the news, bringing out some news items. I will have another bit of stories over the weekend and quite possibly uh, CBDC part two and uh, look out for Creepy's educational series, The Building Creepy Carpenters Building Blocks. You already know we build around here and we're saying that famo, your boy Creepy is out. Thank you.